community is a huge part of what we do. I don't know why it's so inherent, but without community, there would be no CrossFit. This is The Fit Mess with Zach and Jeremy. With a continued focus on physical fitness, this is The Fit Mess. My name is Jeremy and his name is Zach. What's up, everyone? We've been spending a lot of time this month working on our physical fitness. Uh, We want to quickly check in on sort of our progress since the last episode. We spoke with Sean T. You know him from his various Beachbody programs, uh, Insanity, Transform 20, T25, all the the big ones that have been around for a while. And he has a challenge going on right now. It's a 60-day challenge. Um, basically working out every day and it's brutal. I've been doing it since, uh, since it started. I'm, I have to do it today still, which I'm not looking forward to because I'm broken and battered from <laughs> the last few days of doing it. Um, so, but so far so good, uh, more about that in a minute, but Zach, you actually had to back out of it because of an injury. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I didn't break anything, but, um, I'm, I've got a pretty bad, uh, bruised rib on the right hand side, which is, uh, if if you've had a rib injury, it's it's a very delicate area. Mm-hmm. It causes a lot of pain. It's really hard to move. Any fast movements is it's just impossible. So um, I had a little bit of an issue on my bike. My bike is fine for the most part. <laughs> a little bit of um, an issue. Yeah, a little bit of an issue. It was it was actually kind of traumatic. My wife saw the whole thing, but mm-hmm. um, I imagine you were you were in some like fast paced, mad dash, had to get some emergency supplies, you know, had to go get some ice cream or something from the store. So you hustled as fast as you could to the store and bailed, right? Is that what happened? No, I was racing my daughter. (laughs) You're a nine-year-old daughter. (laughs) Yep. She's actually eight. She'll be nine in three weeks. Ah, I knew I was Um, close. I knew I was close. It was, it was that perfect combination. So we started riding down the road and she said, you know, let's race. So she started moving faster and I was being the good dad and I stayed behind just a little bit to let her win. And she turned her head to look to see where I was. <laughs> mm-hmm. And by doing so, she also turned the wheel towards me. Oh and God. She, she bit it, but she bit it and then went right in front of me. So I had to, I don't know how I did it, but I somehow like bunny hopped, jumped the entire bike and flipped in the air over her uh-huh. completely missed her. Cause I would have run over her. Right flipped in the air and I landed like on my elbow and my knee, but the majority of, um, the impact was right on my ribs where you were, I hope wearing a helmet. I was wearing a helmet. Okay, Good for you. Um, but of course I was more concerned about my daughter because she did, she, I didn't hit her, but she bit it pretty hard. So I jumped up and ran back to her and my wife came, you know, running up. She had her phone out and looked like she was about to call someone And she was like, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm all right. Got Natalie up and Natalie was fine. And like my rib didn't start hurting until like two hours later. Mm -hmm. And then two days later, it was just like on fire. So I knew that I didn't crack anything, but it's so it's all muscular. But my wife saw my saw me hit the ground and her phone was out because she was going to call an ambulance. Okay, I was hoping her phone was out because she filmed it. I wanted her to because I mean, <laughs> I've I've got my own vision of it, but uh, that would have been nice to see. But that she, video would get said, more hits than any episode of this podcast we could ever record. Oh yeah, it, <laughs> it would have been epic. But yeah, she said I hit the ground so hard that she figured that I was going to the hospital and she was calling an ambulance. Oh my god! But um, so anyway, so my rib has been bruised for 
it's been like 19 days and it's still not better. I still can't, I still can't do anything. So the first week, like I couldn't work out at all. Like the, the gym that I go to is doing virtual classes. I couldn't do those. I tried yoga. I couldn't even do yoga. I haven't moved in like three weeks with the exception of like some very slow, um, uh, detailed mobility pieces that, that, um, that I'm working on. Oh, and dude, it sucks. That's got, I was going to say, that's gotta be brutal. Not only like, I know for myself, when I let that go, that opens up all kinds of doors. If I, if I'm not working out all of a sudden my diet starts to creep and uh, you know the the mental health starts to slip, and it's just this this slippery slope of just overall bad health if I don't have that staple. And and it's interesting in doing this workout the last couple of weeks, um, I've noticed a couple of things. Is one is that despite some really stressful things that I've been dealing with, you know, personally, I I know that I'm managing it better because I'm exerting that physical energy and I'm getting a lot of that otherwise, you know, anxious energy that I would hang on to and just stew about for days, I feel it released midway yep. through the workout. And in doing so, you know, I'll, I'll burn the calories and then I'll go to make lunch or whatever. And I'll go, okay, why did I just do all that work if I'm going to eat this? And so I'll make better choices. The one, the one frustrating thing that has happened, and I'm happy to report that it's uh, going in the other direction now, but in the first couple of weeks, the scale has been moving in the wrong direction. I'm, I'm busting my ass and watching the numbers creep up. And it's a familiar thing. I know when I, when I went in all in like this before, there is like the first couple of weeks where the, where the numbers go up and then all of a sudden there's just like a switch where everything goes, oh, I get it, and starts processing all the crap in my body and the weight starts to fall back off. Yeah. Uh, that happened today. Literally, the numbers that had creeped up vanished. So... Nice. Um, so that's so that's a good result. Um, without having that, though, would would be a struggle. So how has that been for you trying to just cope mentally with it, not being able to leave the house much and everything that's going on? I, I imagine it's just a nightmare. Yeah, it's been interesting. I've been really snappy. Um, just um, my anxiety is like through the roof. And I, I depend on physical exercise to manage my anxiety. It's like 50 percent of the management of of what's going on in my head. So it, it, it's been really hard <clears throat> and to the point where I've been trying to get back into it before I'm ready, mm -hmm. which is actually causing my rib to re-injure. And so, you know, here I am at day 19 and I'm still in pain. Had I just sat on my ass for the first 13 days, mm -hmm. I might be okay by now, but it, I didn't. It's funny. That goes back to the, the interview we did a couple shows ago about letting your body heal. And, and it's really interesting. I've I've had a couple times where uh, I dropped something really heavy on my foot, and I was like, I literally thought I broke my foot. I couldn't put weight on it. I couldn't walk. And my instinct was, quick, get some ice, get some ibuprofen. And I thought about the interview that we did, and, and uh, the guest we were speaking with was like, don't ever ice a sprain or an injury. Let, let your body feel the pain, because that's the process it's going through to heal it. And yeah. literally, I didn't do anything. I just left it alone, struggled through the pain, and the next day, my foot was fine. Nice. It's just That's fu awesome. it's funny that the things that we do to to seek comfort immediately and how it does create a longer term struggle rather than just owning the pain and, and getting through it. That's that's so interesting that that is what you're living through right now. Yeah, and I, but I did take something out of your book though. I I actually I lived through the pain during the day. Yeah. But then at night in order to go to sleep, um 
it was a little uncomfortable. So I was popping a couple of Advil just to try and go to sleep because, yep. you know, that's when I'm healing is when I'm sleeping. So exactly. Yeah, it's been rough for me. I've got an incredibly unhealthy relationship with the pantry right now. <laughs> um, Don't we all? Oh, it's terrible. Like, you know, I, I, it's like a relationship that I'm just taking. I keep taking and taking and taking. And I don't ever put anything back. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and the pantry's just getting really upset with me because, you know, it's starting to squeak, you know, opening the door. It's, uh, and. The, yeah. Does it literally say, oh, you again, <laughs> every time you walk in? <laughs> Pretty much. And then I get frustrated. And I'm like, all you have is crackers. And, I <laughs> the door. and then I go crawling back. And I'm like, I found butter in the fridge. So, I, you know, <laughs> I'll take those crackers and I'll put it on. Um, so I go crawling back a lot, yeah. but I have to admit that I, you know, I was shopping around and poking around in the refrigerator too. And, oh yeah. You know, I like to, I like to shop around. Right. You're, you're not, you're not big on commitment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so. so, so then that brings up the question, what, what are you doing? Because you do need to be moving your body. You know that, uh, it sounds like you found some help at least getting back on track. Yeah. So the, the first week after I hurt my rib, like I couldn't even walk without it hurting because it twisted my ribs. So like I went for a week without doing anything. But, um, so the, the gym that I go to and, uh, the, the owner of that particular gym, we're going to talk to in a few minutes here. Um, they are, you know, everything is closed right now. So they're running all their programs virtually. So they they've got a nice, uh, program going on right now where, you know, you, you can work with one of the coaches to, uh, help you out with areas that you're, you want to improve in or get stronger in. Uh, so we had, we had talked prior to me getting hurt and the areas that I need to improve in are, are more along the lines of mobility mm-hmm. and be just being a little bit more flexible. So he had put together some stuff that I could do. I had to do it really slowly. So I've just been doing like these accessory workouts of, um, you know, 20, 25 minutes that are, like super boring, super basic, but super necessary for me, mm-hmm. um, which has been really helpful. It's like the only movement that I've been getting since I hurt myself. And again, I tried to do a workout a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And then for two days afterwards, I was in pain. So it's it's just not worth it. I got to right. let my body heal. And his gym, uh, Chad Southwick, it's, uh, he owns the, the gym that you're a part of. It's, it's normally a CrossFit gym that you were going, you were physically going to before the quarantine. Chad is the owner and operator of CrossFit Avita and CrossFit Round Lake here in the Albany, New York area. Um, you know, moving back here from Seattle, I, I needed a community. I needed people uh, that I, I really didn't have. And I'd been looking for it. I tried a couple of yoga studios, uh, nothing really clicked. And my daughter was doing a drama class right across the street from CrossFit Avita. So uh, I, d- I decided to bite the bullet and, you know, face the intimidation of of CrossFit and, and just walk in. And, you know, I got a tour and people were nice and um, seemed cool. And I needed something a little bit more because I typically work out from home. Um, but working out with other people has always been um, good for me because I work a little bit harder. So, yeah, I tried out their like their CrossFit light. It's called VitaFit, um, but it that prepares you for the full CrossFit. Yeah, it's really nice that they have like the, a progression program to um, get you ready to go to the full CrossFit program because you know it's. I, I don't think I'd, I I would have been ready to just go in and throw a barbell around. I, I'm still not ready to throw a barbell around. <laughs> um, 
so it, it's a really good program and I really, you know, I went to a couple of classes and it was really fun, uh, really enjoyed it. And, uh, since we were talking about, you know, making, you know, because it's all quarantine right now, you know, what we're doing for exercise, we wanted to talk about exercise for a couple of shows. And, uh, I thought it'd be a really good idea to have Chad on the show to, you know, not just talk about CrossFit, but talk about exercise in general. So here's our conversation with Chad Southwick, owner of CrossFit Avita and CrossFit Round Lake in Albany, New York. A lot of people may know that when you go into a CrossFit gym, it's it's not you're not gonna like uh, you're not gonna walk into a just a massive fleet of machines. You're gonna probably be more. Um, I guess taken aback by the fact that there's there's not as much equipment as you thought a gym should have. There's bigger open spaces. There's these larger kind of monkey rig uh, looking squat rack, pull up rack uh, things that are kind of different, um, becoming a little bit more commonplace in your average gym. Uh, but yeah, it's it's actually usually more overwhelming in the sense that it's really high ceilings. They're usually warehouse like spaces. Uh, both of our gyms are warehouses with like 20 plus foot ceilings. We, we have ropes and rings hanging from them. So it's, it's definitely unique. Um, if you come in when there's a class going on, you'll see anywhere between 14 and maybe 20 people working out led by a coach. The coach is never doing the class with them the the coach is very much the captain of the ship who is responsible for kind of shepherding everybody um effectively and and, and safely through the class um and there's usually very a very tight kind of plan for the the 60 minute class that we run um the 60 minutes usually involves like a 10 to 15 minute warm up some sort of like strength or gymnastics development and then a conditioning piece that can last anywhere from like five to 30 minutes and then we'll maybe have time for a, a stretch or a cool down of some, some sort. Prior to joining your gym, I had never been to a CrossFit gym before and there's, it's intimidating to some people. And I guess it was to me as well, but how is, how is CrossFit um, specifically, you know, can you elaborate on the differences between like just going to a box gym with some exercise classes and, and CrossFit? Sure. So we call in the CrossFit world, it kind of goes back to the movie Dodgeball. Um, we call those kind of conventional gyms, Globo gyms. Um, <laughs> and, you know, everybody, I think almost everybody for the most part understands kind of how Globo gyms work. And a lot of them are migrating their business models to be a little bit more group class oriented. Um, but as far as what makes CrossFit different, um, and especially different from some of the other um, things out there that are, um, high, high intensity interval training. Um, a lot of people think CrossFit is just a branded version of high intensity interval training. Um, the functional kind of definition that we use in CrossFit is that it's, uh, the, the methodology for training is constantly varied functional movements performed at high intensity. Those are the three ingredients, constantly varied functional movements performed at high intensity. And you know, there's each one of those kind of pieces or ingredients is, is very um, kind of deep and nuanced, but also uh, as effective and valuable. Um, the constantly varied piece of it is basically, hey, every day we want to be doing something different. Um, 
you know, back in the 2000s, people like to use the term muscle confusion. Mm-hmm. It's, I prefer the term uh, mind confusion. We're not so worried about, um, I always feel, I felt like the constantly varied nature of CrossFit, the fact that the workout, the nature of the workout is different every day, keeps your mind more interested. And in my opinion, if your mind is interested, you're more likely to keep doing it. So um, that's, in my opinion, why CrossFit's been so uh, successful. Um, the, the middle piece, the second piece, the functional movements, the, these are the, the compound joint movements like squats, deadlifts, presses, um, pull-ups, things that require some sort of coordination, right? So we're, we're not just doing a kind of a standard issue single joint bicep curl or something like that. Um, it requires a little bit of a higher degree of um, ability. Um, and then the, from the functional movements, the high intensity piece of it, that's maybe the, a little bit more of the controversial side of CrossFit. Um, that, in my opinion, the high intensity piece of it is what truly differentiates CrossFit from most other programs out there now. Uh, because a lot of other programs are doing constantly varied training pro- protocols. Every day they're doing something different. They're even incorporating functional movements into their their protocols. But very few other programs are hitting intensities that we're able to hit in um, CrossFit. And that's primarily because we, we do a lot of barbell movements and gymnastics movements. And those movements, just due to the nature of them, um, tend to be they tend to elicit a much more intense effect metabolically on the body in such a short period of time that you can't really mimic with a kettlebell or a slam ball or um, a dumbbell. Um, the barbell and the, the, high, the you know, so at times higher skill gymnastic movements do have a unique adaptation um, that they can kind of um, instill or, uh, or trigger. Um, so that's what, you know, from a methodology standpoint, that's kind of what, how CrossFit is different. And with the real kind of kicker being the high intensity, that's what truly differentiates. There are workouts in CrossFit that when done by some of the most, let's say, competitive athletes, um, they can do in, in under two minutes. And that would be the entire workout. And that would be enough because it's done so, um, so quickly and so powerfully. Um, you 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 really can't match that intensity with anything else oh, and i can speak to that intensity i i've i've been a member of your gym for i don't know it's been almost six months now but um i thought i was in pretty good shape when i came in and and i didn't even go for the full crossfit you had me go through like a a subset a lighter crossfit course to to kind of prepare you and I still, um, I still tell people about that. I couldn't walk down the stairs forward <laughs> for a couple of days. It was, that sure. was some intensity that I had never experienced before. And, um, I've definitely fallen in love with that, but, um, I mean, so that's CrossFit, but how do you run a CrossFit gym when you can't let people in the building? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it, it's definitely an interesting experiment. Um, we're really fortunate because one, one piece of CrossFit that, um, you, it doesn't arise in that functional definition that I gave you guys is that community is a huge part of what we do. Um, I don't know why it's so inherent, um, but without the, you know, CrossFit, there would be, or without community, there would be no CrossFit. And so, uh, CrossFit over the, 
over the years, in my opinion, has really revolutionized uh, the importance of having not just a physical outlet, but also a social um, setting for that physical outlet. Um, You know, most of, a lot of our members have, uh, end up meeting best friends, meet, uh, maybe even future spouses in our gyms um, because there is such a kind of tight-knit um, community that's created, I think, created from the bond that is, uh, that is shared when you work out in such a high-intensity um, kind of environment, such a, such a um, uh, let's call it, fueled environment. Um, but what things you know we're doing right now uh, to keep people interested, we're very fortunate that that community not only do we have that strong community, but also they're willing to to continue to support us and to see uh, to, to um, because they want to see the gym come back when this is all over. Um, right. They uh, we're doing everything we can to give them uh, you know an ample value to work out at home. Um, we're trying to, we're doing live classes on zoom three times a day. Um, I, I'm going to admit, I'll be the first to admit they're really not my favorite. They are a struggle to, to lead and to, um, uh, to coach their struggle to get people to show up to. Um, and, but it, it's something. And, uh, we're also live streaming those classes on our Facebook groups. We have private member Facebook groups that have, have those show up in a live stream on a lot of our members have told us that they, they actually use the live stream. They watch it after the fact and they'll go, they'll just kind of follow along as if it's just another like workout video. And it's familiar because it's their coaches. It's, it's their, it's the workout that all their other friends are doing. And, um, you know, that's one main way we've, we've engaged people. Another way is to do weekly challenges. We're trying to put weekly challenges out there in other things that aren't just fitness per se. They're a little bit more lifestyle, like let's say, um, nutrition or sleep management. Um, so that's, you know, stuff like that. Karen, my wife, um, has been right alongside with me this entire time. This is very much our, our baby. This is, this is what we, we, uh, we, we spend endless hours working on, on, um, and it really is a labor of love. So, uh, but as far as other things for the, the community, we've done, we're doing some other kind of offshoot programs like a weightlifting program, a gymnastics program, a running program. And these are all kind of like little offshoots of our main fitness program. Um, and they're meant to just give people something um, a little bit more to get excited about. We know a lot of people have goals that are that may not be, let's say CrossFit specific. Maybe they are a little bit more like, Hey, I want to run a 5k or Hey, I want to be able to compete in an Olympic weightlifting competition, or I'd like to do uh, a one minute freestanding handstand or something like that. Um, we're trying to give people some different outlets to express, express their fitness. So I've, I've attended a few of your online courses and, and I will, uh, on the record here, um, just give you kudos for, for pivoting to, you know, from an in-person gym to an online gym, like uh, that, that's really difficult to do. And, and you guys have done it really well. Um, I appreciate that. And I will say that those workouts are keeping me sane during this, this time. Um, so thank you for that. And of it, yeah. if you want. The, the mindset piece of, of, um, high intensity training is really, uh, kind of cool. It's been something I've been thinking about a lot over the years. Uh, I still don't have really great 
ways to describe it because a lot of it is so like individual and, and, um, we'll call it subjective. Um, but I've, I've always kind of felt that from a, that movement can be and movement and exercise specifically can be in and of themselves very meditative, right? Um, they allow us to everybody, anybody that's ever gone for a long run or has, even if you get on a, an elliptical and you spend 20 or 30 minutes, you may not find yourself in the spot every time you do that, but every once in a while you just find yourself kind of in the zone and, um, when you're done and you're, you kind of come out of that zone, you feel like your mind is cleared and you, you know, you've had a bit of a physical release, some endorphins and, you know, kind of the, the, the runner's high piece of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it's, we all know that physical activity is, is so integral to, um, not only our, our mindset, but also the health of our mind and our brains, right? Like uh, some of the stuff I was, um, that you know intrigues me is is the is the connection between that they're showing um, with exercise and, and Alzheimer's and then and, and the the links that they're showing there that um, they're actually even starting to say that um, just looking at some recent research that that they've shown in mice at least that you they that mice that exercise after the onset of Alzheimer's have actually experienced a quote unquote cleaning effect that it helps them regenerate some, some, um, some of their own, uh, cognitive ability to, to remember and whatnot. Now it's, it's labs and lab and, and, and mice tests, right? Like that's not, uh, necessarily going to carry over to human beings, but the, the premise is the same. It's, it's that physical activity is so integral to not only our physical health, but also our mental health. Um, so that, that to me has always been a very fascinating connection. The, the other side of it is that I've, and I've never really matched it in anything other than some of these really high intensity workouts that we do from time to time. And I won't, we don't do this truly high intensity workouts on a, let's say daily or even weekly basis. They come and they go. The programming does have logic and intention built into it. Um, and when I say the programming, I, I just mean the workouts that we're doing day in and, and, and day out. Um, when you hit a, the right workout on the right day in the right mindset, you can almost induce a state of meditation in my, and it's at least the closest I think I've come to meditation has been just getting in this zone, almost like a flow state where I was only concerned about the task in front of me and I, I knew it so well and I was able to kind of my expectations and ability were so perfectly matched with the, the kind of demands of, of, of what I was doing that it created this almost like this like metabolic harmony and, and my mind, it, it just, it just unlocks this like this deep sense of focus that I, I'm not able to achieve in many other areas of my life. Anybody that knows me knows that I, I have a hard time sitting still. Um, I'm always thinking a million miles an hour trying to come up with the next project or solve the next problem. Um, but so for me, you know, classic meditation, sitting down and trying to be mindful while I, while I should do it more, it's really a kind of, um, uh, it goes, it's very much going against the grain of, of who I am 
Um, so for me, the, the physical, you know, kind of physically induced meditation is the, the next best and maybe more natural approach for me. You know, that's what I've found to help yeah. and to work. As you were talking, it was, uh, I was nodding my head going, yep, I've been there before. I've been there before. Yes. I've, um, similarly, I, you know, I, I don't like sitting still and like the sitting down to meditate for me is painful and, um, I avoided it at all costs, but I had a, a couple of issues in my arms where my wife was like, why don't we go do yoga and get you stretched out? And I found that that I was like, oh my gosh, I think I'm meditating here. But it was, I had to be moving while I was doing it, which yeah. led to high intensity exercises. And it just kept building from there. So I've, I've certainly experienced that. And I agree with you. I would say that more often than not, um, the workouts tend to be a, a bit of a stressor though. I wouldn't say, I would say out of all the workouts that, you know, kind of flow state meditative like experience maybe happens once every month or so, maybe a month <laughs> or two, you know, um, and it's gotta be, there's almost like the stars have to align for that to happen. But when it does, it's very, it's very fulfilling. Um, the other kind of the flip side of that is that most days the training actually seems more stressful and more chaotic and almost more like um uh just perturbed than your than your than your regular than the other you know 23 and a half hours of the day mm -hmm. and i think that that actually gives you some perspective so that when it's done you're actually like oh man whoo that's done i accomplished that i i had my kind of physical release and now maybe everything isn't as as crazy and as bad as I thought it was, right? Like I, everything's cool. I'm good. And, and there's this almost like calming effect that can happen by being in such a, a stressful environment for a very short, almost shotgun like period of time. Yeah. My wife is like that. She likes to do her workouts in the morning because she, she likes to eat the frog. She likes to get it done. The hard thing mm -hmm. is over with. And yeah. like the day can't get much worse after that. Well, and you've already accomplished something, right? Like, so uh, I said that this morning, I actually, uh, I got, I got done with the workout and I said, you know what, it's 845 and I already accomplished something. It's hard to sit down at a computer and, and, and get ready for a day's worth of work and get something meaningful done by 845, you know? So yeah. for me, if you're looking, you know, some people, uh, these the people that subscribe to the make your bed policy, right? Like make your bed first thing. Yeah. Uh, probably already understand this, you know, making your bed. If you, if you go and you, you do it right away, uh, it, it's an easy check in the box. It's a way to get the ball rolling and to say, yep, I got something done. What's next. And yep. I think exercise, I'm not a morning person. I don't love working out in the morning, but for people that have a hard time, um, with like scope creep throughout the day, like, Hey, the, the day just tends to pick you up and carry you away and oh shoot, it's seven 30. Now I didn't get a workout in. You're not going to do it at seven 30 at night if you didn't get it in. Yeah. Um, for people like that, I would say it's almost imperative or, 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 um, or required mandatory to find a way to work out, get, get their workout in first and foremost. Uh, the first things you do in the day are by default, your biggest priorities, whether you admit it or not, you chose to do those before anything else. Right. Yep. yep. That's why I enjoy my three cups of coffee first thing in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Clearly physical activity, 
very important. We've got to be getting that in. That's really hard right now when so many people are, you know, teacher and mom or dad and employee and all of the other things that we have to wear all the same hats at the same time. So if we can get this done in the morning, I know like you guys are talking about, I don't love doing it in the morning, but if I don't, it's, it's the monkey on my back all day going, don't forget about me. Don't forget about me. Don't forget about me. What can I do early in the morning if I can't, you know, my gym is closed because it's you know, not safe or whatever right now. What can yeah. I do if I've never done anything like this before? Where can I start really simply to get some real basic movement that I'm going to get some of those same benefits you've been talking about? Sure. So my um, kind of lowest barrier to entry for getting some, let's say, let's if we prioritize getting some more high intensity uh, work in. Um, without requiring you to learn how to use a barbell or how to do, you know, uh, uh, more uh, gymnasticy movements, um, I, I would go to uh, a running interval. Um, and now there are like, you know, an infinite amount of ways to to skin that cat. But um, there's a kind of common um, strategy called the fartlek run. Fartlek is a Swedish term for uh, speed play. It means you're just basically changing your speed in your run. Um, and so the reason why I think this is so, uh, low barrier to entry and so accessible for so many people is one, it doesn't require any equipment. It is a little bit, it dependent on the weather. Okay. So I'll, 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 I'll take that. But, um, pretty much everybody has access to, to be able to run at least a couple of days a week. Right. Um, so with the fartlek run, the thing that I would recommend is just when you are trying to get yourself kind of amped up to go do it, if you're struggling with the motivation, with mo which most people are, right? Everybody's having a hard time with motivation these days because we're all kind of stuck at home. There's a lot of uncertainty. You know, some people may be feeling depressed and, and just down. Um, the hardest part is starting anything, right? Is that, you guys agree? I definitely agree with that. Yeah, for sure. So, so, so all you have to do is commit to walking for five minutes. That's the first and foremost step that you need to do. If that's all you do, at least you did that. After five minutes of walking, what I would challenge you to do is to jog for 30 seconds. Okay. And all you're going to do is toggle back and forth between jogging and walking for 30 seconds. And as you feel more inclined to do so, you can increase the speed of that jog. But by the 10 minute mark, if you're still on board and you're looking to, to keep you know, moving and, and to, to start pushing yourself, I would say switch to a walk, jog, run scheme. So it's 20 seconds of walking, 20 seconds of jogging, and then 20 seconds of running. And we'll say running at, at like an aggressive rate, not sprinting, but running like if you were trying to catch a bus or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, so there's three kind of phases to this. The first phase is walk for five minutes. Second phase is toss in 30 seconds of jogging every, every 30 seconds. So 30 seconds walk, 30 seconds jog. And then the third phase, this is kind of the workout in the high intensity phase. You do 20 seconds of walking, 20 seconds of jogging, and 20 seconds of running for as long as you're willing, right? And that um, work to rest kind of break will actually give you a much higher intensity stimulus. You'll spike your heart rate, you'll spike the breathing rate much higher than if you had just said, Hey, I'm going to go out and jog for 15 minutes. Okay. So 15 minutes in by the end, we've actually peaked to a higher degree of intensity 
And what that means is your body's actually going to have to work a little bit harder to actually go through and adapt to that higher level of intensity than if you had just jogged at a moderate pace for 15 straight minutes. Uh, the reason why I, I like this one so much is because, um, and I took this actually from one of our members who uh, shared this with us in one of our in one of our fireside chats. We have a little um, every Friday night. We do like a little live stream, Karen and myself to our, to the member out to the members on Facebook. And um, one of our members brought up the the idea that even no matter how you know kind of frustrated or unmotivated she is. Y- you can always talk yourself into just getting up and walking. At least that's the lowest, you know, hurdle anyway. And if you can do that, then what's it to then jog a little bit and then what's it to run a little bit harder. So, um, that's why I like this, this, this approach. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with that. I mean, uh, for a long time, my, my motivation was get my gym clothes on and get to the gym. You can go home right after that, but just get to the gym and then once I was there, I was like, well, I'm here. I might as well do something. So, yeah, you could even start, you can even start some people. I just put your gym clothes on. Right. Um, you know, some people you'd be, you'd be surprised. The biggest hurdle for them is that they don't even have gym clothes. So mm-hmm. like, Hey, goal number one, get some clothes that you feel comfortable. we moving around, you know, like that's gotta be the first step. And then the goal is put them on every day. And then if you don't end up doing anything in them, then well, at least you did something. And then you progressively increase the, the demands of that goal. Wow. I find that I find that in, in a lot of different tasks that are good for me, that I, that I have barriers, getting something new, like that new toy shine is enough to, to get the ball rolling. Like if I'm not drinking enough water, I'll buy a new water bottle. I'll go, oh, I got this new thing. I got to start using this. So then all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm drinking more water because I bought this new toy. If you get some new running shoes, well, you got to wear them, right? So well, if you're going to put them on, take a walk. It's just, it's funny how those, just those little, those little mind tricks are all it takes sometimes to, to put you on the right path. Yeah. And, and, and you gotta, you gotta find what works for you. I know, um, I might, I've tried a lot of little mind games with myself and, and some, some work great and others have, you know, I've had zero success with, I know there are obviously like a million habit books out there now, right? Like it's, it, everybody's trying to find, um, the, you know, the best habits and, you know, guys like I'm sure you're familiar with like Tim Ferriss, they're all, they're all so, um, interested in, in like, what is the next best habit? And the only real answer is, uh, what works for you, right? Like you have to just do, try to experiment um, with, with you know, come up with some ideas either from your, your podcast here or in the, in, the internet's an infinite, basically infinite resource at this point. Um, you got to experiment. So like um, the, the, the greatest tragedy is in action. If you're not doing anything, then, then you are truly to blame. Mm-hmm. All right, our thanks to Chad Southwick, owner of CrossFit Avita and CrossFit Round Lake, both uh, located in the Albany, New York area. If you're looking for a CrossFit gym to to join, to eventually walk into, but uh, it sounds like for now at least, the the remote option is what's there, and, and it's a great way to make the most of, uh, of a membership like that and trying to get some physical activity into this bizarre life we're all living. Yeah, exactly. I, I assume that the gyms will open soon, like within the next month, but... Um, but what does that even look like? It's it's going to be, I imagine, like limited class sizes, things like that. But for now, like this this virtual option, it's all there is. So 
Yeah, virtual options like that, you know, I, I can understand how uh, a gym like this that sort of thrives on community, doing it virtually has got to be tough. It's got to be an obstacle, but uh, it's a great way to to support a local business by trying to join a gym like this. I, I'm assuming they, like others, will still still take new members that, that are interested in that sort of thing. And, you know, again, just any physical movement you can get while you're going through this quarantine is just, it's only going to benefit you, you know, unless you're Zach and you fall off your bike and you, and you hurt yourself. But, um, yeah. but you, you got to do something at, and a gym like this offers uh, a level of accountability that makes it tougher for you to let yourself off the hook. So we talk about it all the time. Like your, you know, physical exercises is, is the, is your foundation. It's the baseline for all of this stuff. I mean, it, it for me anyway, it, it contributes probably 50% of all the activities that I do to manage you know, anxiety or depression or anything like that. So, you know, even beyond the quarantine, right? I mean, this is important for life in general, not just right now. I mean, it's especially important right now. But once we get out of this, um, you know, this needs to be a habit for everyone. This needs to be a daily ritual or, you know, four times a week ritual. So it is super important, I think, for everybody. But also, you know, Chad made a good point. And this is something that that I know you struggle with, Zach, is, you know, we also talk about the importance of meditation and there are so many similar, uh, elements to doing both. And for people like you that, that do struggle to just sit and to just be, and to just purely meditate, if that is something that is such a challenge that you don't do it, this is a great way to mimic that state of mind, to, to put your body into a place where it is literally just focusing on the movement, the form, the, whatever it is. Um, it's just, it's, they're just, there's not, there's not enough time, even in an, a podcast with no limit, to talk about the benefits of physical exercise and, and the way that it can help you. So whether it's CrossFit, whether it's, you know, taking long walks, whatever it is, I, I can't encourage you to, to try and get it into your routine on a, as much a daily basis as possible. Um, another thing that, that, you know, I know helps me, you're actually, you know, a, a trained uh, instructor in yoga is uh, that's actually going to be the focus of our next episode. We'll be talking to a local uh, yoga studio owner here in Seattle uh, about how to set up your home, your home fitness area, whether it's a gym or a yoga mat or like a yoga studio, whatever you're trying to do. And we'll talk about the the benefits of yoga, because I think, you know, if you are going to incorporate meditation and physical movement, that that is the sweet spot. That's where to do it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's actually where I found meditation was um, in troubleshooting another air another issue in my body i went to yoga and realized that this little bit of movement was all i needed to actually be able to quiet my mind um and you know for some people i guess i'm in the in that position as well like the the intense exercise also gets me into that that mode as well but it was definitely yoga where i figured out that Oh, I I can meditate. I actually can get myself into that zone mm-hmm. so long as I'm moving in yeah. a very subtle way. And it's a great a great doorway to either a more focused meditation practice or a more more focused physical fitness program. So, uh we'll, you know, much more to say about that. We'll do that on the next episode. But for now, we will just uh, stay the course on you trying to re- recover, heal your your busted ass ribs from your bike crash. Um, yeah, I'll I'll get back to it eventually. Uh, it's just going to be slow and really annoying. Um, God, I hate not moving. It's this is <laughs> I don't have patience. 
And uh, this this is like the worst absolute spot you could put me into because I can't move. And then when I do move, I hurt myself more and then I get really upset. So <laughs> I'm going to work on slowing down, just doing the bare minimum mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll get myself Start back. From scratch. Uh, but you, yeah, on the other hand, are busting your ass. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up this call and then I'm gonna go out in my backyard and I'm gonna do another Shanti workout and I'm gonna scream at my computer and I'm gonna whine and I'm gonna cry and it's gonna hurt and then I'll feel better about an hour later. So, uh, yeah. so the challenges continue for us both, uh, both uh, in terms of physical challenges and just life challenges. But we will continue to to share all of that with you and uh, hopefully the resources that are beneficial to you and your. Uh, physical fitness, mental fitness, whatever struggles you're trying to overcome this, we'll try to, to be uh, here for you as a resource. Uh, you can find out a lot more about us at thefitmess.com. That's where you can subscribe to the podcast. You can get links to CrossFit Avita, CrossFit Round Lake, uh, and all of our social media sites where if you do hear this and uh, have liked any part of it, please do share on uh, whatever method you have available to you. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back in a couple of weeks at our website, thefitmess.com. See you, everyone. We know this podcast is amazing and does not seem to lack anything, but we do need a legal disclaimer. Jeremy and Zach are not doctors. They do not play them on the Internet, and even if they did play them on the Internet, they would be really bad at it. Please consult your physician prior to implementing any changes that you heard on this podcast. The listener assumes that Jeremy and Zach do not know what they are talking about and that you will do your own research on the topics talked about on this podcast.